Not on Father's Day. Fathers, of course, are ones who always have to get in there and teach some things. And many dads like to teach by example. There's a story of a young girl who was writing a paper for school. And she came to her father and she said, Dad, would you give me a hand with this? What is the difference between anger and exasperation? The father replied, said, well, it's mostly a matter of degree. Uh, let me show you what I mean. And with that, he went over to the phone. And he dialed a number at random. And he said to the man who was there, Hello, is Melvin there? And the man was very angry on the other side. And he said, There is no one living here by the name of Melvin. Why don't you learn to look up the number first before you dial it? And the father said, See, this man was probably doing something important and we pulled him away from it. And he got a, he got a bit agitated. So the father dialed the same number again. And he said, Hello, is Melvin there? Well, the man was much more angry. Now he says, now look, you just called this number and I told you. There's no Melvin here. You have some nerve calling it again. And he hung up the phones and slammed it real loud. So the father said, that is anger. Now let me show you exasperation. And with that, he dialed the same number again. He said, hello, this is Melvin. Have there been any calls for me? <laughs> Isn't it good when dads can just teach stuff like that, I'll tell you. Well, as we look in the Word of God today, Jesus is going to teach us some things by example. We looked before, as we started this off, and if, as uh, Ethel was saying, if you did not get hold of the first tape on this on unbelief. You don't have to buy the CD. You can go to the website and just listen to it or download it. But if you don't have the ability to do that, we do have it available on CD. And it is back over there. It's the first one in there. It is imperative that we understand what unbelief is because if we don't understand what true unbelief is and we have a misconception of it, we are misapplying the truth. As we said in the, in the CD, and you can go back there and get it and get the rest of the details on it, but unbelief, unbelief is the rejection of of truth. We went through the Word of God and we saw who Jesus called unbelievers. We saw what He taught about unbelief. We saw without a doubt that unbelief is the rejection of truth. As unbelief is one of the causes of people not receiving healing, we need to understand what unbelief is. We said before that there are three reasons that people do not receive healing. Disbelief, unbelief, and ignorance. You can remember that simply by DUI. Disbelief, unbelief, and ignorance. Too many Christians are walking around in this life. DUI. You need to stop it. Get out of that. Get out of disbelief. Get out of unbelief. And get out of the area of ignorance. Last week we looked at Jesus, our rewarder and our healer. It is imperative that you know, besides the fact of what unbelief is, you must know who your Father God is. Excuse me. That is true. It's disobedience is what I had put, put in there. But it is imperative that you understand that your Father is a giver. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When you come to God, you must believe that He is what you need. If you do not know that God is what you need, then you don't know, won't know that He will answer you when He calls, when you call. 
If you need a Savior, you must believe that God is a Savior. That God is a God of grace. You must believe that. It is not time when you come to God for a Savior to prove that He is. You must come to God knowing, I know you're my Savior. I know that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. And I accept that. You must know that. But in the same way, if you want to, if you need healing in your body, you must believe that God is the healer. It is not enough to believe that God was the healer. You must believe that God is the healer. Say this with me. Healing Healing. is for me. If you believe that healing is for today, that's good. If you believe that healing is for yesterday, that's not as good. But if you believe that healing is for my neighbor, that's also good. But you must believe that healing is for me. If you don't know that healing belongs to you, then you will go through this life sick, carrying around diseases, carrying around things that you shouldn't have to. In the same way that you must know that He is your Savior in order to be saved, you must know that He is your healer in order to be healed. You must know that He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You must know that He is the a God of grace. You must know that He is a God of mercy. If you do not know that He is these things, you cannot come to Him and expect to receive them. He who comes to God must believe that He is. So we spent last week looking at He is our rewarder. We looked at what kind of a rewarder He was. Is He a, a, a barely get along, barely get by rewarder? What kind of rewarder is He? We saw that He is an abundant rewarder. He rewards liberally. And we spend time on that. And you can go back and you can review all those things. But today we want to look at something else. Because we let let off last week with this question. That many people come up to have hands laid on them, have the name of Jesus spoken over them, have different things done to receive healing, and they expect certain things when they come and have that done. When they have someone pray with them. When they have someone lay hands on them. They have an expectation of what to receive. If I expect to receive the wrong thing, then if I receive the right thing, it won't be good enough. Mother's Day was a, was a month ago. Some of you moms... Maybe you give hints for Mother's Day. Maybe you give hints for your birthday. Maybe you give hints for different times with things that you want to receive. How many have you had a mom's had a birthday? Mom's had Mother's Day or something like that, and you were desirous of receiving a particular thing. Certain thing that you had in mind. Maybe some of you was a new pair of shoes. Maybe a new dress. Maybe for some of you folks, it was a blender. I don't know. Different folk. I mean, for some people, that's an insulting gift, but for other people, they want that. And, and everybody is different. Really, all that matters is that if you desire the thing, that really, that's all. That, if I desire it, then that's what I want. It's not for us to figure out whether you need it, whether you want it. If you desire the thing, it's up to us to get it. Isn't that right? But you've got to know what it is that you want. You've got to know that that's the thing that I want to get. And if you asked... For a particular, uh, we'll just say, argument's sake, we'll just say that you wanted a gift certificate to a shoe store. Go out there and get yourself a nice pair of shoes. 
that you wanted. You didn't want to go out there and spend money yourself on it. But if somebody gave you the money, certainly you go on out there and buy that new pair of shoes. So say that you had your eyes set on a new pair of shoes and you asked for a gift certificate because you all know, husbands, we do not pick out our wife's shoes. <laughs> Some of you wives pick out your husband's clothes. I don't pick out my wife's clothes. I don't pick out my wife's shoes. I'm, I'm not able to. If we go shopping together, I pick out all the wrong stuff. Generally, if I pick it out and I don't like it, I think I have a shot and maybe she might. <laughs> but she doesn't pick out my clothes either. She doesn't know that I know what kind of stuff I like. And I'll tell you what, I am particular. I'm terrible to... to I, I know shades. I told my daughter one time I was out shopping, I was looking for a particular shade of purple. I had looked for this shade of purple for two years. Sometimes it was too dark. Sometimes it was too light. I knew exactly what color I wanted. And when I found it, I said, that's it. That's the one I wanted. I picked it right up. I didn't wait. I didn't wait to come back. Wait for it to do. I knew that was it. I've waited for five years, maybe even longer than that, for a particular shade of gray in a suit. It also must be a particular material. I found sometimes that shade, but it's the wrong material. And I reject it. I don't want it. I wouldn't wear it. So it has to be, a, and it has to fit a certain way. And I want two buttons on that suit. I want two buttons on that suit. I found it in three button and I rejected it because I said, I have some three button suits and I'll deal with that. But I want this one in a two button suit. Now I have reasons for it because I have already put together several of my shirts and ties and I have combined them in my head with this particular shade of gray. If it's too light or too dark, it won't work. Now, how would you like to shop for someone like that? You won't want to do that, right? So don't bother. That's just the way I am. I've been that way for a long time. I walk into a men's store and the, the, the people that are there, they want to help you put stuff together. I says, no. I just I don't want any help. And I, one person was just particularly in... in, uh, in when they get over there and help out? No, I don't want any help. I don't want no. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I'm going off to the store and I'm pulling shirts out here. And one came up to me. That's the wrong size. I said, I don't care what size it is. It's there for color. <laughs> I have that color. I want to make sure that it'll fit with what I'm. That's just the way I go out there, dope. But you know, you have a certain thing and you have your heart set on it. Say that you had your heart set on that gift certificate. Say that I had my heart set on this particular shade of gray in a suit with two buttons in a particular type of material. And along comes a gift and it's a three-button suit the shades off and it's the wrong material. But what is my reaction to it going to be? Oh. Oh. Right? And wise, if you were asking for a particular thing for your birthday and it didn't get there, what's your reaction to it? When you, but you got something. Someone went out and got you a nice present. What's your reaction? Oh. Oh, but thank you. <laughs> right? What happens if you expect a certain thing to be received, a certain thing that you desire, and you don't get it, how do you treat what you received? With disdain? With regret? With less than thankfulness? If you do not know what you will receive when you ask for prayer, when you ask for hands to be laid on you, and you receive something different, would you not also tend to 
disdain, reject, not treat the way that you should, the thing that you did get. That's why it's imperative that we come to God. I must know what I want and what I will receive. So we ask you this question. What am I to receive when I ask for prayer? If I ask for prayer for healing, we're just in this area of healing right now. If I ask for prayer for healing, what am I to receive? We have a number of verses of Scripture to look through. Look through. We are going to be looking at a whole lot of Scriptures. I have them all written down here. You don't. But you have all the references. They're going to come up on the screen. If you want to just relax and leave your Bible closed and just look up on the screen, feel free. If you want to keep up, that's fine too, but I'm not waiting for you. You have all the references. You can go, you can go and look for it later. Luke chapter 4, verses 40 and 41. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on them, or every one of them, and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of the Son of God. And he rebuked them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. So he see that he brought sick and diseases leave people's bodies and demons leave people's bodies, right? Matthew chapter 4, verse 24. Then his fame went through all Syria and they brought to him all sick who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. How did they know that they were healed? They came for healing, right? They came for healing. Blind people came to Him. Sick, diseased people came to Him. Lame people came to Him. All these kind of things. All this kind of stuff was brought. And He healed them. Which, what does that say to you? That the affliction was gone. When evening had come, they brought to Him many who were demon-possessed and He cast out the spirits with the Word and healed all who were sick. All. Not half of them. Didn't qualify any of them. Sometimes we go through, we told you this before, we sometimes go through too much of a qualifying process. I'm trying to qualify myself. And we have a service and you pray over folks and we disqualify half of them. Jesus prayed over multitudes of people and didn't disqualify any. Healed them all. You ought to quit disqualifying yourself. You're more qualified than you think you are. Verse 15 of chapter 25. But when Jesus knew it, He withdrew from there and great multitudes followed Him and He healed them all. Matthew 12 and verse 22. Then one was brought to Him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and He healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. So they bring a blind and mute person, someone who can't see and can't talk. And when they bring him and Jesus prays over him, lays hands on him or whatever it was that he did, spoke over him, the blindness left and the muteness left. So he was now seeing and speaking. So how could they tell that he was healed? Because he was seeing and speaking. And when Jesus went out, He saw a great multitude and moved with compassion for them. He healed their sick. 
move with compassion for them. He healed their sick. We've told you before, there are three ways that Jesus heals people. One is through faith. One is through compassion. And the third is combination of the two. There are some times when they didn't have enough faith and His compassion made up for it. But He healed them all. And so with all these cases, what would you say is the thing that they came up to receive that they got? How many of you would say healed in their body? That they came up for healing in their body and they got healed in their body. And many people today come up in prayer lines based on that evidence and they say, I need hands laid on me. I need you to pray over me. I need you to speak over me. Whatever method it is that they're looking for. That I don't get headaches anymore. That I don't have this pain anymore. That I can see. That I can hear. All these different things. And the hands are laid on them. People speak over them. Things are said. Things are done. And they don't get it. How many been around some people like that? They didn't get it. They didn't get what they came up for. And what do they do? They go on back and they are disappointed, dejected, down because they didn't get it. But here we have evidence in the Word of God that when people came up and they asked for prayer, all of them were healed, right? Well, it's because it was Jesus. It's just us. Except that He said, greater works, greater works. So we either have to come up with a better understanding of what's going on here in the front where Jesus was at when He was laying hands on people, speaking over people, commanding things to go. We have to come up with a better understanding of what's going on. Somehow we've got to get a, get a hold of what's happening here. What should I receive when someone prays over me? When someone speaks over me? When someone commands the disease to go as Jesus did or lay hands on me? What is it that we should do? In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, 23, and 24, we've read this before. Just going to go over it again. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, or have the faith of God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Look at that. But be, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things He says will come to pass. He will have whatever He says. Go 1 to 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them, right? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. How many kinds of things are you supposed to... Does this apply to? Anything. Would you say that healing works with this? Certainly, because isn't healing anything? Isn't it something? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So the believe is present or present past tense and the will is future tense, right? If, now just Jesus teaching this, the guy who just ran all those prayer lines that we just read about. If what you are to receive when people pray over you, speak over you, say the name of Jesus, command this or whatever, lay hands on you, whatever it might be, if what you are to receive is healing in your body, then what 
are you believing that you received that you will have? If what you are to receive when you are prayed for is a healing in your body, if that's what you are to receive, then why does He say, believe that you got it? If you have it, do you need to believe for it? You already have it. If it's Christmas Day and you ask for a new bicycle when you were younger, and it's Christmas Day and you open it up and there's a new bicycle and you there it is. You got it. Are you believing for a new bicycle? If you went around after Christmas Day and said, I'm believing for a new bicycle. I, I thought you got that yesterday. I did. But I'm believing for a new bicycle. Aren't they going to look at you kind of funny? Isn't it kind of strange? But you already got one. You already received it. It's already yours. Why is it that Jesus teaches, believe that you receive them and you will have them if the thing that you are to receive when people pray over you, when people speak the name of Jesus over you, if the thing that you are to receive is the healing in your body. There's really no room for belief in there, is there? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. If the healing is already in your body, isn't it seen? Are you hoping for it anymore? No. Alright, so we got to do a little more research on this. And we're going to do, re- like I said, we're going through a lot of the Word of God. Now let me ask you this question. Can we give what we do not have? You can't do it, can you? You can only give what you have. If you have a bicycle, you can give a bicycle. If you have $10, you can give $10. If you have $10, you can't give $100. You only have $10. You can give what it is that you have. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 6, Peter says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he reaches down, grabs the man, the lame man, who had been lame for a number of years, survived Jesus' ministry, and gets yanked up by Peter. But Peter says, first off, I give what I have. Peter must have what the man is about to receive in order for him to give it. Because he just got through saying, I don't have silver and gold. I can't give you that. That's what the guy wanted. In the verse before, he says, look on us. And the man looked at them with expectation as if to receive money. That's when Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So our question has to be, what does Peter give to the man. Because Peter can't give what he doesn't have. He can only give what he does have. Well, we got to go back to the Gospels and find out what did Peter have. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, is Peter one of the 12 disciples? He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. In Mark chapter 3, verse 13, 14, and 15. 
And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. So what does Peter have? Power to heal sickness and power to cast out demons. That's what he has. What he gives to the lame man is what he has, which is power to heal, power to cast out demons. So Peter received power, so he had power and could give power. Peter received power, so he had power and could give power. Now, who did he get that from? He got it from Jesus. How did Jesus get it? Because you cannot give what you do not have. Right? So where did, where did Jesus get this from? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So he was anointed. When was he anointed? When he was baptized. Holy Spirit came down upon him. And he received power. Up until that time, apparently he didn't have that power. But it came upon him then. And that's when we read Jesus healing people. Casting out demons. He didn't do it before. But he did it after. So Jesus received power. Let's read it again. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So, does Jesus have healing to give? Let me read this verse again to you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Does Jesus have healing. You're on it. That's right. What's he got? Power to He does not have healings. He has power to heal. Why is that such a big deal? Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers by the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal. How was the power of the Lord present to heal? Luke chapter 6, verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out for him to heal them all. So when they all were healed, how were they healed? Because power went out from him. He gave what he had. What does Jesus have? Power to heal. Healing power. He gave what he had. When they came to Jesus for a healing, Jesus gives to them healing power. Healing power. What was the end result that we see here in Luke chapter 6 and verse 19? For power went out from him and 
healed them all. How were they healed? By the power that was in Jesus that came out of Him. That same power He put in the disciples and that same power came out of them. They gave what they have. Does Jesus have in His back pocket an extra set of eyes? An extra leg? An extra ear? What does He have? Power to heal power to heal. If you came to Jesus' ministry and came up and your expectation was, I will get what I am coming for when I when I can see, when I can speak, when I can walk. If that's what I'm waiting for, then I will receive something different. than what I'm supposed to. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs shall follow them to believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That they shall lay hands on the sick and they... Does that involve a process? Does that involve an instantaneous thing? Can be though, can it? Could be instantaneous. Did Jesus... Did everyone that Jesus laid hands on instantaneously get well? No, there were a few that were processed. Now understand, his processes didn't last very long. <laughs> it wasn't like you're waiting until three years from now. Oh, I'm healed now. One time, the guy was, was healed that same hour. The ten lepers were told to go show themselves to the priest. And so they turned and they left. What did they receive? Healing power. Did it change their body? Not yet. They left the prayer line and went on their way. And on their way, they got healed, right? They shall recover. There were times Jesus laid hands on people and instantly it was done. The man who was both blind and, and couldn't speak, apparently that was, if it was not instant, it was, it was right while they were there. But not always. Now, let's go over to the main verse I want you to look at. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now, healing can be a process, but it does not have to be. It can be a process. It does not have to be. Please understand that. Sometimes we get so locked up. If I tell you that healing is a process, then you're locked into It's always a process. It may be a week. It may be a month. It may be a year. It may be 10 years. We get all this kind of stuff. Stop adopting that. It may be a process. It may not be. But it can be a process. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind Him in the crowd and touched His garment. For she said, If only... I may touch his clothes. I, what? Process. I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that healing had gone out of him. What? Power. Power. Healing power is what left 
Jesus. He knowing that power went from him. Turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you? And you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Healing power is what left Jesus. But how many times do we come up at the prayer line and I want healing manifestation? I expect what? Healing manifestation. What what did you receive? Healing power. If Jesus only gave out healing power and Peter gave out Healing power. What do you think anybody else is going to give? Healing power. Power to heal. So that when you come to a prayer time and you listen to the Word and you got all excited, I'm, I know that God wants me healed. I know it. I know He's my healer. I know God wants me healed. I know He wants me healed that now. And you come up and get hands laid on you for something that's sore, for something that's sick, something that's ill, whatever it might be, and hands are laid on you, people pray over you, something is said over you, the name of Jesus is used, whatever way is gone, and you immediately come from there, oh, I still feel that. Oh, I thought I got something. Maybe you were in a prayer line, and the person's up there, the minister is up there, is laying hands on people and He comes to you and lay hands on you and all of a sudden you are thrown back by the power, thrown back on the floor, lay back there for a little bit and then get up. And you check your body out. Wow, that still hurts. I guess I didn't get anything. How many times have people done that? Maybe even you. And you go back to your seat and you sit on down And what do you do with what you received? Treat it with disdain, regret, remorse. I didn't get what I wanted. I got touched. It's all great. No, that's not what I came for. I came for healing. What I got was power. And you go back disappointed. So what do you do with the thing that you got? Nothing. Nothing. In Luke chapter 8, verse 46, Jesus said, Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Same story. Just worded a little differently. I perceived power going out from me. Power. How many times have people received healing power, but didn't feel healed and walked away thinking, They've received nothing. How many times have people received healing power but didn't feel healed and walked away thinking they received nothing? They received nothing. See, we're coming with the wrong expectation. I'm coming with an expectation of that thing needs to go away. That thing needs to stop it now. That is the ultimate goal, isn't it? 
When you came for salvation, the ultimate goal of salvation is a new body and a new residence. How many of you got that when you got born again? We didn't get that when we got born again, did we? But we still are on the... I know. I know. Because I understood that to get saved, I've received His saving power. I've received His grace. I've received His forgiveness. And that in the end here, this is what's coming up. I need to know what I didn't get when hands are laid on me. When the name of Jesus is used over me. When words are said. Prayers are made. I need to know what is it that I will receive? What is it that I will receive? You will receive what they have. If you came to a line and Jesus was praying over people, what would you receive? Healing power. If Peter was running the prayer line, what would you receive? Healing power. Because that's what he got. Jesus can only give what he has and what was put on him was healing power. Peter received it from Jesus. And it just keeps keeps getting passed right on down the line. We don't have healing manifestations in our back pocket. I didn't receive them to give to anybody. I don't have a new set of eyes behind the pulpit. Don't have another leg. Nothing like that. What we have is what Jesus had, which Jesus passed on to His followers, which was healing power. So when I receive healing power or power to heal, when I come up, this is what I'm receiving. I'm drawing off of the power. When I come up, I've got to stop thinking manifestation only. That is the ultimate goal. And if you don't get manifestation, I mean, what really, what good is it? And all, all the folks Jesus prayed for, we saw that that happened. There were times that He couldn't, but He also realized... Well, I can't do anything here. So he didn't. Except he laid a Capernaum. He could do no mighty work there. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick people. What do I do with that power? i got to do something with that power. I looked around to, to find one of these and I couldn't find one. So I'll have to just have you use your imagination on this. How many of you have bought those plants from the home center stores around in little pots to pl- with the ultimate goal of planting them in your garden. Now, how many of you have bought them on a Saturday and they sat in your garden for a week or two before they got there? What tends to happen to those flowers that sit in that little bitty pot? They dry up, don't they? They dry up continually. And you come on out one day and here they are shriveled up. Get that picture in your head. Shriveled up. What do they need? They need, to, they need to be in the ground ultimately, but right now they need water. They need water. They are not having water. Now, if you leave them that way for a couple of days, you're not going to be able to revive them, but if they just turn that way, what do you do to them? You put water on. How many of you put water on the flower and then sit there and wait? not doing anything. It's still shriveled. Come on! Give me some more water. 
And you get more water. You put more water on it. Is that going to help? No. no. What happens? You've applied what the thing needed, but it does take a little bit of time to get into the plant. Revitalize the plant and bring that plant. But you come back after an hour or two and that plant looks a whole lot better, doesn't it? When healing power goes into your body, it's working. Unless you stop it. It'll work. It'll do some things. But see, people don't always... They don't, they don't talk like that. They don't expect that. A lot of times people, they come on up and they get prayed over. Now the first mistake people make when they get prayed over is that first off, they're not coming expecting anything. They're just coming, maybe this might be my day. That's why we spent last week looking at God as our healer. If you come up, maybe today is my day. I don't know. Maybe today God will look at me favorably. Maybe He'll pull my name out of the hat. Maybe I can be the one who's, who's a minister to with that today. I was listening to a song. It was on a good station too. My favorite, one of my favorite radio stations. It, it's not around here. It's somewhere else. Other cities. Yeah. But I love this station. I put it on every Sunday morning. It's, in on, it's on in my office. And I just play because they just play worship music all day. But for some reason, they put on this song. And here's this person singing about getting healed. Oh, God. I don't know what it exactly was, but I kind of tuned it out. But the whole thing was, oh, God, just... Just a little finger from you. I'm healed. It's basically what that really sounds good. But he's just kind of, in the whole song, he's kind of talking God and God just kind of flicked that little finger. I know this is nothing for you. This is, just, but just, come on, please. Just flick that little finger and just send a little bit of power my way and it'll take care of it. And sometimes we have that view of God. But I know you're awfully busy, God. I know you've got a whole lot of things to do. And I'm just really nobody but just flick your little finger and you can heal my body. I turned that song off. <laughs> That's not how the song went, but that was the basic understanding of the song. I don't want to listen to songs like that. That's ridiculous. No, we've got to understand my God's a good God. He's a giver God. He desires to give good things to his kids. And he's not like you who can only do one or two things at a time. Some of you maybe can do three or four things at a time. Great for you, but God has got you beat. He is your God all day. He is mindful of you all day. He takes care of you all day. He knows exactly where you are and what you're doing all day. God is not even tapped out with the billions of people that are on the face of this earth thinking about all them, he's, he's so much not tapped out that he has an entire other universe that he's playing with at the same time. And, you, and your view of God is, oh, just a little finger. Just be mindful of me for just a second. Please. And just flick a little power my way. And we come up in the prayer line we're hoping for that little flick. And I... I oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Maybe next week. Maybe I'll get it next week. I didn't get it today. I still believe God's a healer. 
I may even still believe that He's my healer. I just don't believe that He healed me now. Because I came expecting to receive. I expected Him to have the headache stop right then. I expected the pain to go away right then. And it didn't, so I treat what I got with disdain. I'm unsettled. Frustrated. Yeah. You got the idea. And what I did get, I don't do anything with because I didn't get what I was focused on. We got to do some of what we got. We got to change our mindset. People will ask you afterwards, hey, did you, did you get it? No. I thought I did. But I saw you go down. I mean, man, you went down hard. It looked like God just really touched you. Wow, I thought you really got something. I, I did too. I was so excited, but then I got up and, oh, it's still there. I still feel it. It's no good. Doggone. Oh, brother, I'm so sorry. I was so excited. I was thinking that maybe you got it. I was thinking that you were all healed. You see, we, we, we talk in that manner. You've got to change the way that you think. You've got to change the way that you talk. You've got to change the way that you expect things. All around. We have such a misunderstanding of this. i got people out there all the time that I run into and they think that by the wrong words they're going to create this and by, the, by not acknowledging this. It's just, we've got to get our feet back on the ground. Now you all know I like to play hockey. I love playing hockey. I don't care if I get hurt playing hockey. I love playing hockey. We had a couple of weeks. One week, my right knee got jammed by a stick. I went down. I knew I'm not getting up on this one. I got some ice. I sit down for a while and I went home. Went home early. I haven't gone home early for a long Went home early. Came on back. I sit down some more. Never did I let go out of my mouth. Guys, I don't know if I'm going to make it back. That didn't even come in my thoughts. I simply said, you know what? I need to ice this down some more. I'm going to head on home. I'll see you next week. Lined up some people to clean up the gym afterwards and went on home. The next week, the left knee got hit. Went right down. Dropped like a sack of potatoes. Walked on over. I said, no, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. Just let me walk it around a little bit. I could tell it was a different, different type of thing. The very next week, you know, if I get all the setups done, I can some, there's some over 45 guys who are playing some basketball beforehand. I jump in over there and play some basketball with them. And I was playing some basketball with them. And one of the other players, their knee collided with my knee on the inside of my knee. And it's the same knee that I got hurt and dropped with two weeks before. Oh, I dropped so fast. Oh, and it hurt. It hurt so bad. You know, sometimes you get something to hurt and you try and hide it. I couldn't hide it. It hurt so bad. Everyone around could tell, you are really hurt. That's really hurting. I was over there. I was sitting on the sideline. I was holding that knee. And my face, I couldn't hide any of it. It just hurt so bad. And I, sat, I was over there for 10 minutes holding that knee, grimacing in pain from the thing. And they're all looking, the basketball player, all keep looking over. Are you really? Do we need to do something for you? Should we get some ice? I says, no, no, no. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Just go ahead and finish playing this game. I'll be in the next one. Because I knew I could do it. 
I never one time entertained the thought, oh, you're done. Oh, you're done. No, no. Set out that game. They had another game afterwards. I got right in there and played. I'm walking around. Now, you all know it hurt. I'm walking around. It hurts. I feel it. And they're all watching. Are you going to be all right? You're going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just play. And so we played. And I came running on down the court with the basketball. And I go up for a layup and put the ball in and come on down and landed. And as I landed, I could feel the, 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 the knee buckle. And so I came on down and I grabbed it, held it still, and ran back the other end of the court. And they all looked at me, do you need to stop? And the, some of the hockey players would come in and say, you know, we really want you to play hockey. Maybe you ought to quit. No, no, no. Uh-uh. They say, I knew when to quit. I knew two weeks ago I had to quit and I used to think down. I'm not quitting right now. And I'm not thinking I can't play hockey. I'm thinking the whole time I'm playing hockey and I'm going to finish this basketball game. And I kept running. Every time I'd go up for a layout and come on down, I'd have to come down and grab my knee, hold the knee, hold it still because it kept wobbling on me. And if it wobbled too much, it'd really do some damage. So I'd come on down, grab the knee and run on back up the other end. And then we, we start playing hockey and, and they kept coming over to me. Is it all right? Is it all right? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I kept running. By the time the end of the night was gone, no problem at all. Running back and forth. But you see, I've changed my mindset on this stuff. I don't think permanency. When something goes on, I don't think that's mine. I don't think that knee's always going to, it's just going to keep, no, I don't think that way. I think I'm getting out of this. This isn't going to stay this way. That's the way I think. I've trained myself that way. You've got to train yourself that way. Now, you may not want to do that. You may say, yeah, it's nuts. I'll just go home and rest. That's fine if you want to do that. I don't. I said, no, I'm going to face that. I'm going to drive this thing out. I'm going to run this thing through. Because sometimes you can do it. You've got to know. But you see, a lot of times people will come on up and they'll get hands laid on them for something, for a condition that's not an everyday condition. It doesn't come at them every, every once in a, every, all the time. And they have hands laid on them. They have the name of Jesus spoken over them. And they go away. And the next day, because it's not an everyday event. It doesn't happen all the time. But the next day, here it comes. Oh, there that is. Oh, oh, that hurts. I thought, oh, please don't do that. I was thinking that I was healed. I thought when hands were laid on me, when prayers were made over me, when the name of Jesus was spoken over me, that that thing went away. Oh, feel it. Feel it. That headache came back. That pain in my side. Oh, there it is. I thought. How many of you have done that? I, I thought. What did you do with what you got? Treated it with disdain. Rejected it. Because you didn't know what you got. I thought I got healing in my body. I thought I got no more headaches. I thought I got no more pain in my side. No more pain in my back. No more pain over here. I thought that's what I got. Barely. Oh. 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 Right? Isn't that what we're doing? What should we do in that situation? Because what you do in that situation will tell you where you go and where you go from that point on. What should you do? Hands are laid on you on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I don't know, whatever day it is. Hands are laid on you. 
And the next day, that thing flares up. That thing's come at you. And the thought wants to come into your head. Ha! You didn't get anything. Don't agree with it. Don't agree with it. I did too. When I had hands laid on me, when prayers was made over me, when the name of Jesus was spoken over me, I received healing power in my body. Healing power in my body. And healing power has its work in my body to do what I need it to do. Apparently, the person who gives off the healing power doesn't need to know what it's going for. Because Jesus had no idea that it was going for this woman in the issue of blood. Only she did. And she was able to take it and direct it into her body because she had said, if I just touch the hem of His garment, I know! No, I will be healed. They're determined on that. They are determined on that. That's where we need to get. I've received healing power. I've received healing power. Healing power is mine. It belongs to me. I've received that. And it's working in my body to drive out all headaches. I believed when I prayed and I know I shall be healed. I know it. Now, don't get set. Like we told you before, don't get set in this process. Well, maybe a year from now, I'll see the manifestation of it. Stop it. Jesus didn't have people waiting all that long. Ought to be taken care of quick. But stop disdaining what it is that you got. Because it wasn't what you asked for or what you expected. You come to God asking for healing from whatever condition it is, He's going to give you the same thing. Healing power. Power to heal. That will come into your body. And what you do with it from there determines the outcome. He gives you healing power. Meditate on that just for a little, just for a while sometime this week. Just meditate. God gives to me healing power. Or what flows into me is power to heal. Power to heal. That's what flowed into my body. Hmm. Glory to God. So what about after? First off, acknowledge what you are to receive. What are you to receive? I'm going to get healing Power is going to cure my headaches. It's going to make me see. Make me walk. Heal my body. Get rid of diseases. I'm acknowledging what it is. Just like that woman with the issue of blood did. Acknowledge what it is. Second, believe that you received it. So I've got to acknowledge what it is that I'm going to receive and then believe that you received it. Because apparently, from what Jesus taught us over in... in um, Mark 11, apparently what he was teaching us was believe that you receive it. There's, a, there's some reason that you may have for not believing that you received it. So believe that you received it and you shall have it. So believe that you received it in your speech, in your prayers, and in your thoughts. Believe that you received it in your speech, in your prayers, in your thoughts. When you talk to your husband or wife, when you talk to your kids, when you talk to the people at work, don't speak in such a way as well, I've had this chronic condition. Well, I always get bothered by... Well, these things have always been... 
Quit it. I used to have that. But then healing power came into my body. I'm not speaking that way. Now see, when I did the thing on my knee, I can't go around there saying, my knee feels fine. My knee feels fine. My knee feels... I said, that's ridiculous to do that. My knee did not feel fine. It hurt a lot. But I didn't walk around. didn't feel like I had to say, my knee feels fine. My knee feels fine. They'd all call me a what? And you liar. You just can tell you right there. They don't feel fine. But I never let out of my mouth come anything that says permanency. This is mine. It's, going to, it's not going to stop me. Believe that you received in your speech, your prayers, and your thoughts. And confess it will work for you. A, B, C. Acknowledge, believe, and confess. Confess it will work for you. i got to believe it in my speech. My speech got to have belief in it. My prayers got to have belief in it. Don't come to God and say, Oh God, I, would, I, I need a full touch now. You got part of the way there last week, but I need a full touch. In my thoughts, don't let the thought come in. This is going to bother you for the rest of your life. You will always have this condition. You'll never get free of this. Uh-uh. And I'm going to confess in a certain line, a certain way of things. What is your confession like? You all heard me talk. Have you ever heard me talk and say that eventually I'm going to stop playing hockey? Eventually I'm going to get wore out and not run? You ever hear me talk like that? There's a reason for it. I don't believe it. One of the guys we played with in the over 45 league, he is 70 years old playing basketball. I'll beat him. You got to change your conversation, folks. You got to change what you got to change what you're believing for. When hands are laid on you, when the name of Jesus is used, when prayers are made over you, what do you what do you believe in that you receive? You got to know what you're going to get when you come on up. Believe I got it. I got it. I got it. Believe that you're going to get it. It was his father's getting his son ready for for church. Church bus was getting ready to come on by. He wakes the the son up. He gets him ready. He's getting him dressed. He's getting him fed and all that sort of stuff. And the boy, I asked him, he says, Dad, when you were my age, did you go to Sunday school? And the dad said, I sure did, son. And the son looked sad for a moment. He says, oh. I said, it probably won't do me any good then either. It can do you good. Change your belief. Change your expectation to what is demonstrated in the Word of God. God, when you ask for Him, will give to you healing power. The same way He gave you salvation power, He gives you healing power. What you do with it from there is up to you. Do you turn it off with your speech? Do you turn it off with your belief? Do you shut it down? Quit it. Keep it going. Write down a date. You got prayed for for something, healing power came into you. Write down a date. Some people... You see them go out and you ask them, what'd that feel like? Oh, it's just this warm feeling that just came all over me. Oh, so relaxing. And you ask somebody else, what'd that feel like when you went out like that? It felt like electricity. It felt like electricity just zapped my body. It's not always the same. And you ask somebody else, I didn't really feel anything. I just was standing there and I, I walked away. It doesn't have to feel a certain way. Don't get locked into a feeling. Well, if it doesn't feel like electricity, I didn't get it. If it don't feel like warm, fuzzy feeling, I didn't get it. All you need to do is first off, know what, the, what God is for you. 
What kind of God do you need for that request? I need a God who's a healer. I need a God who's a wisdom giver. Whatever it is that you need, I need my God to be that. And I'm going to review, go over the Word of God and know this is what the Word of God says is for me. This is who He says He is. And then I'm going to come the way He's told me to come and I'm going to draw off of that. I'm going to pull off of that. Healing power comes into me. When healing power comes into me, I'm not going to turn it off with my belief, my thoughts, my speech, my prayers. I'm going to go on. Because I know. Y'all stand up with me. We have more to get into in this. Is that what you were expecting? Healing power is available to you. When healing power enters your body, it will do what you have directed it to do. Healing power will do what you have directed it to do. If you give it no direction, it will do nothing. But it will do what you direct it to do. We've been teaching on this for three weeks now. We're not going to be on this topic for very long. This is really just a... We haven't been on healing for, for a long time. need to just sometimes pull back and get, get a review on it because you all need to be healed. You need to walk free of these kind of things and that's why we're doing it. But if you've been listening to this for three weeks now and you say, you know what? I'm, I'm ready. I'm at the spot. I know what I'm going to receive when hands are laid on me, when the Word of God is spoken over me, when the name of Jesus is used, whatever it is that that you want to do, I know what I will get. I will get healing power. And I know how to direct it. That woman spent some time after hearing about Jesus. She spent some time setting the direction for when that healing power came into her, what it was to do. If you have already set your direction and you are ready to have hands laid on you, we're ready to pray for you. If you're not yet, don't worry about it. You don't have to be on a Sunday. You can get to the place somewhere throughout the week. Just find a believer anywhere. Lay hands on me. I know I'm going to receive it right now. Just lay hands on me. You can get it. 